Hey everybody, this is Petey from Spinner Rack, and today I'm doing a video on, um, it's going to be on Adam Warlock, right? What about his first appearance, right? So, we, also, let me get this sort of thing together. Since the Garden of the Galaxy is out, let's um, talk about this right here, right? So this is his, well, first time he appeared, the story starts in FF 65, and this is the culmination where he appears to the cocoon. Now, I'll bring up the cocoon because we saw in the last um, Guardian's Tale, um, we had a cocoon, this alien race of beautiful golden people decided to bring him in Adam Warlock. Now, this is the kind of opposite of what the actual story was. Adam Warlock was kind of one of one. So we're going to get into that in a second, right? So let's go to FF65, we'll see a familiar character that's Ronan the Accuser, right? And we're just going to quickly go through it, because Ronan is a Kree character, right? And there's the Supreme Intelligence, and contacts the FF, and then they decided it's going to have a light day, and then, of course, send the Accusers, accuse the FF, FF was just kind of having a leisurely day. And we and Sue meet up. And they are transported. All the FF were transported to meet Ronan the Accuser, right? And instead of what they planned, they are struggling with this guy, right? And we see Alicia, she's waiting for Ben. And then this guy with this funky um Kirby brace that comes in or armband and she's like no the doors are open we have no need for doors and so that's to the trust and they walk through the wall right so we got our precursor our subplot to this story right well this time I don't know why it got small again it's a bit bigger Let's see if that works hopefully so the mystery of the year what lurks behind the beehive Right, we have Alicia, and this is kind of Alicia's, really her first solo story, where she's been in the series for a long time. And I don't think she gets another solo story until, like, um, Thing Issue 9. Now, this um, Kirby, um, she'd already experienced befriending the Silver Surfer and saving the universe. And here she was slightly, it's not really, she's not really saving the universe, but she's going to come out here. So they get, the FF get to Alicia's place and she's gone, right? And the doors are locked and whatnot. So they're trying to figure this out where she's going, right? So then he's talking, thing immediately imagines about, hey, if you fixed them finally, he said, no, you're upset, but I'm like, shut up. He said, I don't need your pity, right? And then, Reed says he's gonna say, fix a pearl or something he might do someday. He'll never rest. That's gonna lead up to a story that's in like, I think it's 78 or something like that. Right? So we have the beehive, right? That was talked about. And look, it's one of these Kirby um, um, locations that's real funky. When you get inside, it's even funkier, right? So Hamilton is a scientist who brings Alicia here to the Enclave, who are um, Zoda, 
it's Morlock and Shinsky. These three guys here, they are the enclave, right? Um, Hamilton is, they bring her for this experiment. So they tell her all of their backgrounds and the physicists and, um, you know, electronics, and, um, biology and genetics research. And say, what do they need? And she heard all of them, but like, what do they need her for? Right? So they want to test her skills, right? He takes off this um, armband, the space warper that enables me to travel to any area on Earth, right? That's what he used to walk through walls. So Alicia touches this guy's face. She takes the electric. They had to make it something more powerful than a regular blade. She uses it to sculpt this thing and she's able to sculpt the place. And it's like, the likeness is perfect. It's a perfect for us. We can proceed with our plan. Now, Ben is kind of upset and he's walking around sulking like he's known to do. And he runs into some kids. And the kids are all happy to see the thing. And the thing is like, you know, trying to walk away. And some woman is like, hey, you shouldn't cluster around the thing that way. And next thing you know, he insults himself and she's like, no, she's worried about them annoying him. She kisses him on the cheek and one of those moments where he gets to feel that it's not that bad, right? So he runs off happy. And then we have Torch coming back to the Baxter building and um, Crystal's waiting for her. And then there's a moment of play, but you saw how powerful it was. And she's kind of taking, um, she's taking more and more time from Sue in the series, right? Not yet, but she's like kind of has a little more spunk to her, and she has she's more way more powerful, right? So we have Reed working on it. He's trying to do a heat image tracer to find out where she went. And so you know, doors were locked, right? Nobody saw Alicia leave, right? So they show her all the stuff that they're doing. And as they go, next thing you know, there's a big explosion. It's something loose again, right? So these guys are worried and they send things off, but they're kind of worried about what's going on in there. They tell them what they did. They're trying to come up with a, a new, a supreme new race, right? And you have a light cell tank and then how this thing is reaching adulthood. And then they're so happy, the disaster struck, and then it's him, impossible, he did it, he freed himself, got out of the containment things they had for him. And then as they go to see what happened, And they realize he's too dangerous at this point, right? And that's an electroshock too. And as they use it, he gets pushed back. They manage to escape. But they want to know what he looked like because they never got to see what their creation looked like. 
So we're looking, if she gets there, she'll be able to scope, tell him what he looks like, tell him what kind of monster he is. Right, so Ben gets to note that um, the doors were locked, right? So they come in here, let's see Reed working, Reed is back to the man of action, telling Ben to shut up, let him work, right? He's just yammering, but she's trying to work hard to try to figure out where she is, right? So he uses this um, heat thing. Uh, we see Alicia. Then we see somebody pop up. Someone we never saw before, right? Someone with this weird funky mask. Right? And they walk through the wall. So they have their thing. So Alicia's ready. And Hamilton's like, you know what? I'm going with her. We're going to check this out. So we'll go in there. Right? Then there's a heat wall that's coming close to him. And Alicia's not really with. She's not really worried. She's not sure if he's that powerful. Why is he trying to warn us, right? So then they realize he has this um, armband and we can duplicate it, but obviously it's going to take some time, right? But while they're, they're going to struggle, look at that cliffhanger, right? So we get to, at last you will learn what lives within the cocoon, the power of him. And they say that Kirby wasn't happy with the him title, right? So it opens the cocoon, right? So Reed has this funky technology, Kirby stuff that looks really great, right? And we're trying to figure out what the wristband does, using all this stuff. Now he's got a sterile environment, and Ben gets to do all of his humor at this point, worrying about Alicia. But we go back to Alicia, right? So Alicia, they're going in, and there's some more blasts. And Hamilton is shooting at it, and she's like, no, like, let's not do that yet. We haven't been hurt, right? And said, what if the, whatever the other thing on the other side is frightened, right? So then Hamilton gets tied up, and Alicia goes on, right? So the scientists are still trying to figure out, and they get into a little skirmish between each other because they have a difference of opinion. But they kindly calm down and move on, right? They're going to go to the TV scanners to see what's going on. And so then we get to see more of this... Um, it's um, the beehive of the enclave, and it's just the thing, and they have this failsafe at the end, this detonator, make, make a ultronic wave to kind of send that creature out into space, whatever it is. So Johnny's trying to get something to eat and have a nice tender moment, and we see Ben and Sue coming. They get him something to eat because they've been working hard, and Ben has some pancakes, and Reed comes in to cool down too. So he's doing that. They work really hard, so they're going to get right back to it, right? So Alicia is like, you know what? I'm not even running into something. So she finally finds out, and this is a cool effect, right? The walking up, you have a slow walk up to creature. But we, I'm thinking, oh, she already see it. No, she's blind. I forgot about that. She comes to the cocoon said, you have no, you have no form. You're encased within something, something. Attains with life, but not yet alive. I am about to be born. Is that what you feel is my cocoon? It is soon to open, and then I shall emerge. But now weakness overtakes me. I'm so alone, so helpless. Don't be afraid. I will stay with you. I've known another like you, one who's also powerful, so also powerful, but who needs who needs understanding and compassion. For the sake of all the love I feel for him, I will not desert you. 
Well, she meant it then, right? So we get another door. Is computer readout, so they're starting to build it. And Reed immediately able to duplicate and make his own, right? So then, of course, Sue's pregnant, so he's like, nope, you can't go. And of course, Jonathan tells uh, Crystal to hold back Sue, right, and protect her. So they rush through, and they rush through, and no one can believe they do it, but we can possibly create anything. And they immediately get into a fight with the Enclave, and the thing is not happy at all, right? So then we go back to Hamilton, who's free, and he goes to the cocoon and says, hey, he's terribly well, ill right now, right? And it's in the final phase. It's, oh, he's about to be born, right? We don't know what will emerge. So he decides that um, they were wrong. We're trying to create this creature. So he's going to take it out. And Alicia's like, no, and they say, you lied. And that's possibly, I don't know. It's look at the action. You gotta look at the page. So I'm not sure what the thing Kirby was upset about, but basically what they're doing, Stan probably was reacting to, is how negative these guys look, right? And you see this thing dissolving and something's emerging from it, while the effort is still making short work of these guys. And they're using their tech to go and they start. They realize they figure out where Alicia is and they're making their way to her. At the same time. The energy, the character, the cocoon, whoever's in the cocoon is built, the power is building up. And then Hamilton dies. And then we see Ben come in and save her. We see the human torch absorbing as much energy as you can, right? And then we see their escape, right? So they're running. And then what's the name? They say the anti-gravity trip judgment is sent it to space. Right? And they use it, and that doesn't work at all. Right? So we see the FF making their way out. We know it's gonna blow. And they can't make it out in time, but they run into the monster, and the monster is a golden, gorgeous person, right? So he sees his creators and he takes action to his community. So here we have Right, the first Adam Warlock story where we're introduced to him and the story. But I guess I have one other tidbit since that went, I think, fairly quick. Stop sharing. Now, at this point, Kirby was doing a lot of the heavy lifting as far as the plotting. So at this point, I had read this story in the 90s. You have as much Indian tracking blood in your sick. I need to look for something. So let me pause my video for a second. Don't go anywhere. So, um, we get to the end of this, but at the same time, after I read this story and I liked it, I was like, it's pretty interesting. I was getting acquainted with Lost in Space. Now, I didn't retain a lot in my watching, I think on A&E, of Lost in Space. Lost in Space, but I saw an episode called Mr. Nobody. This is, oh, I need to share the screen. Right? So we have Lost in Space here. And this episode is Mr. Nobody, right? So in this story, 
and he she hears his voice in the cave. Notice she's going into the cave like Alicia, and she's talking to this spirit. It's kind of a disembodied spirit that she can't see. Think about it like that. So it's kind of the reverse. Instead of Penny not being able to see, Penny can't see what this thing is, right? So of course, she tells Smith about it, and Smith winds up that there's some sort of diamonds in there. So I'm going to get you to part so you can hear Mr. Nobody for two seconds, right? So this, I think it's too far. Three's the ugly duckling and that kind of gets him quiet. So she breaks out. Mother Smith, who acts like Mr. Nobody. And of course, there's a big explosion. The planet after the explosion. So this is the same thing where Mr. Nobody is going through something similar to to Warlock, and the whole place is about to explode and whatnot, and everyone is running and stuff. Just like you can't find Penny, like the same way you're trying to get Alicia, and it all ends. They make it out, but Mr. Nobody turns into a constellation, his own, almost his own galaxy, right? And I was just like, wow, the creators. Lost in Space took an episode of the, the comic, the FF comic. So we didn't have um, IMDb back when I saw this, which is like the late 90s. So I felt I really had something here. And then I looked at the timeline. Now this is like, I think, 1965, and the FF is 1967. So it had to be the reverse. And since Kirby was doing the heavy lifting, we always say that, and they say how Kirby wanted the story. It was kind of his his deal. Hey, he was just watching Lost in Space and say, how do we push this into this comic book? Because it has all of the basic beats. Now, I could be wrong. I don't have proof of it, but it's very close. And at the same time, um, what else can I say about this? Um, well, it turns into something beautiful, the same way you have the Golden Man, right? So it's kind of a Marvel version of this sort of thing. But, you know, it's, uh, I mean, Kirby also took the gangsters from Star Trek, the alien mobsters. I mean, why? Maybe he was watching that. And that's one of the things, whereas you have some creators and Sometimes the influence over it seeps so far in it works into the story. Like I think the burn describes the days of future past and um, Doctor Who, but I watched that Doctor Who episodes. And besides the time travel, it's not that close. It is someone trying to go back to fix things, but they kind of fail a bunch of times. So um, check out this episode of Mister Nobody and read this this arc and see the similarities. Even not if they were both on the same wavelength, that would be interesting too. But um, yeah, this is the first, this is like the last big creation of um, the Stanley Kirby run and this arc of that happened from like FF 45 to 67, where they created some of the, I think there was the idea also, since they were gonna have more titles they needed some more characters to build out to. So Kirby was had a bunch of characters that he wanted to use and he put it out. So 
there we go. We got our Adam Warlock. Um, we just the trailer just came out. So, hey, there you go. Spin rack out.